teeth are scary things or birds are disgusting. Okay, um, hello, folks. It's that fracking cat. Um, seems he's having a bit of a moment. Uh, please allow me to translate. Well, hello, everybody. It's, today is Tuesday, October the 20th, 2015. This is Getting Geeky, and I am Miranda Janelle. And I got Star Wars tickets. Are you okay? You need a bag? I think I, I need one of those. Bunch. Paper bag? Yeah, grocery bag. The bag's not inflating. You're going to pass out? Maybe I'll wear it on my head. I'll just go. do an entire show like this. How's that sound? Okay. Yeah. Go for it. You I don't want know. me to cut eye holes in it? Or? Yes. Yes, please. Eye holes. Mm. What'd you call me? I, I, you fargan eye hole. <laughs> don't you got to go to work or something? Yeah, I think it's time to get out. You're going to be all right, though, right? I mean, I'm not going to be driving down the road and I'm going to hear you just pass out. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. I can, I, I, I can let you know because I can actually check my heartbeat on on my oh-so-lovely uh, piece of technology that I wear on my wrist, you know. Listeners of the show would know. I'm talking about my Apple Watch. And uh, any moment now, it'll tell me what my actual heart... Bullshit, my heart rate is not 56 BPM. I think I got a misread. <laughs> no stream. Either that. What? Come again? You all right? Yeah. You what do you mean no stream? Oh, okay. What the hell? Stop screaming with me. Uh, somebody told me that. D- d- it's fine. Okay. Oh, look at that. Establishing connection. Eh, whatever. Okay, well, my watch clearly thinks I'm a lot calmer than I actually am, but oh well. Get freaked out there for a minute. You just want to make sure you're all right. I get down the road you, and just you'll say Star Wars and I'll hear... You had to say it again. Now I'm getting all... Freaking, getting That's my bad. No, no. Okay. Breathe with me, folks. It's just a new trailer. You should just breathe anyway. There we go. Breathe in. And out. Breathe in. And out. You're not freaking out because you apparently have no internet connection at the moment. But whatever. You're going with it. People are just going to have to wait for the replay to hear that nice little bit. Yeah. Lovely. <laughs> Thanks, Internet. Thank you very, very much. I think it's the entire Internet crash because they're all trying to get tickets. Uh, maybe. That, 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 that could be a distinct possibility. Um, <laughs> hey, we got tickets. Suck yes, we do. We've got tickets. How about you? Oh, don't make me break out the pom-poms. Again. Oh, they're right over there. Um, are you serious? Yes. Okay, then I'll go get them. They're they're in the clear box. Um, by uh, well, right over by the TV. Uh, I'm no joke. There's actually pom poms in there. All right. Hey, I'm Mark. Hey. I'll take this as a good sign that I'm actually back on air. You <laughs> uh, started and then. And I was getting water, right? So I hear all of a sudden, silence. What's up? What's up? You know, so of course you do the old screen refresh and darn. You know? So I, I am curious how much of the actual opening broadcast 
Well, as I, I was pouring water, I heard something go up in pitch, and then it just cut out. Wow, I actually broke the internet with that. All right. I told you, Kitty, I wasn't joking. I actually, you know, these are from Cal State Long Beach. So I have I have got my pride all up in this apartment. Go beach. Go beach. <laughs> See, Mark, pom-poms. I wasn't joking about that. Yeah, really? Okay. <laughs> and they were exactly where I said they were, weren't they? Yeah. Yep. There we go. All righty. <laughs> what are you doing back there, Kitty? Okay. All right. Uh, it it help me, folks. Help me, Obi Wan Kenobi. <laughs> I just realized they figured out how to do the. I'm breathing. I've got someone to talk to. I'm good. I'm breathing. You, yeah. All right. <laughs> That's something I didn't know what the lightsaber was that they got the turn on synchronized. Yeah. Yes, I did. <laughs> Sorry, I'm getting uh, getting comments from. Uh, I'm playing your theme. Is the stream still not going? All right, whatever. I'm throwing it on Mixler. That's at least been stable. I have no idea what's going on with. Uh... <laughs> okay. All right. Well, it is what it is. But your theme is playing, so vamos. Go bye bye. <laughs> You're an animal. Get out of here. <laughs> See ya, kitty. Have a good night. Alrighty, well, if you're listening to this live right now and you're having trouble with the stream, I've started up a second one over at Mixler.com slash Take 37. Hopefully one of the two will stay up. Uh, I have no idea what's going on, but clearly it's not my problem. I was able to keep Mark here the entire time. Thank you for bearing uh, with me through these, these difficult, technologically trying times. Uh, <laughs> I mean, because today is October 20th, so there is only one thing that we can possibly be talking about, right? Bunch of things. Yeah. Oh, boy, there's a lot, and I'm just reading one right now, that they're now turning radio telescopes to the vicinity of KIC 8462852 to see if there are any transmissions or anything from that odd object the one that is um that kepler yeah. discovered and which is very interesting because all the things i was thinking of they're saying well you know things like dust comets they saying the data doesn't quite add up with that so this could be this could be kind of interesting huh you know um Gives them something to do out there, and uh, they're using the Allen Array out in uh, Northern Cal. And there goes Johnny. Yeah. (laughs) Um, 
I'm sorry. Um, now, now I'm in, now I'm in like multitasking, get myself back on air mode. Um, but I was reading about that object, uh, yesterday and one physicist was actually suggesting, um, that it may be alien in nature. So. Oh boy. Ring world. <laughs> you know, you this time, Johnny. Yeah. Hi. Hey, yeah, I think I am. Okay. How are you? Hey. Hey, oh. we got him. Ha, ha, have Have you heard about um about this uh, planet that has an object obstructing? Our view of it, and oh yeah, 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 that is the current topic. Oh, good, you're back. Okay, sorry. No, you, you disappeared on TuneIn for like a long time, but it could have been me. No, oh. it wasn't you. In fact, I've even started up uh, Mixler um, as a backup. I'm sorry, I brought up technical things. No, it's okay. I've been dealing with it the entire show. So, uh, um. Well, I think it's clear what it is, don't you? With the the drops in light that we're monitoring from that that planet and how it's irregular, so it can't, you know, they're assuming it can't be another planet or a moon or something. It's clearly the Death Star. Clearly. Clearly. I mean, I what what's uh you're going to have to help me out cuz I'm going to butcher this cuz I barely remember what they're called the Dalsim panels, like solar panels that apparently if we encase the sun with them and transported energy here wirelessly, it'd be way better. And I heard somebody theorize that it's something like that. Or, well. Well, that was one thing. Uh, I've heard I've heard a bunch of it could be's. The I, I've really only read the one article on it. Um but until we actually go there and look, it's going to be hard to tell what it actually is. Well, not just that, but how long ago are we looking at this planet? Like the, the whole light delay thing. I don't know how far away it is. I'd, off the top of my head, I don't have a clue. The light we're getting, I read somewhere, the light that we're getting now, apparently this time in history... We were still throwing crap out of chamber pots out the windows. Oh, really? Yeah. It's like, well, that's, you know, that's interesting in itself. But now that they're putting the SETI array for radio signals, this should be interesting. Yeah. Yeah, no, I'm very excited. I hope they don't come and kill us. You know, I mean, I... I would love to say that I'd be like one of those people under the saucer having a party. And when the blue light comes out, I would say pretty, but I might also <laughs> get blown the fuck up. You know, like I'm just saying, well, statistically speaking, um, if you were near one of the cities where, where you could go party under the blue light, I mean, yes. you were going to get blown up anyway. Unless that's that's the nice circle. thing about being in the middle of nowhere. When they invade this planet, they ain't coming to me. They're they're not. You know, I mean, when you go after an ant farm, do you go after the half a dozen ants that are out getting food, or do you go after the ant farm where they all are? 
I'm going to miss you guys. But hey, my podcast ratings will be through the roof because I'll be the only one left. So you'll still be the only one listening to your stuff. Damn it. Yeah, but I'm going to start doing everybody's shows. <laughs> oh, that, that would be fine. Here, start with mine. Well, I haven't had any prep time. Okay, fair you enough. Do, you do show notes. If I was going to do your show, I would have to do show notes. Oh, yeah, but I, I put out the agenda yesterday. Our, our agenda um, is uh, the 16th century church that reemerges from uh, the water after a drought. Which, Not heard of that. It's uh, down, down in Mexico. Um, there, there was a uh, a man-made dam, and it ended up flooding, um, flooding a valley, and and there was this church that hasn't been seen in like eighty years or something it, like that. And it was an old church to begin with, too. Mm-hmm. Now, but because of church, the drought. Because How of the, old? like uh, fifteen hundreds, I think. So, I, I'll, I'll rephrase. Uh, Aztec Church, uh, pre-Columbian, pre-Columbian, like or no, not pre-Columbian, just uh, like early days. Early day, okay. So, like we're talking like early missionaries coming over mm-hmm. and saving all the brown people by turning them to Christ. Yeah. Sure. Okay. That'd still be cool. See, but sh- they I like how- old things. <laughs> they knew how to build them. I'll tell you. <sighs> the pictures I saw were just absolutely gorgeous. I I look- and it's this is not the only thing place it's happening. It's also happening in Europe. Um, in Germany, there's a lake. Same thing with the water levels going down. There are all these structures. Um, that are starting to show up again, which, wow, we haven't seen that since, you know, and it's, it's sad, but it's fascinating at the same time, you know, uh, it's kind of like looking at Lake Mead to see where the water level has gone down in there, you know, but it's, hey. Oh, yeah, it's like, you know, these water levels are going down, but they're revealing structures, meaning that once upon a time, these water levels were this low before. Not necessarily. Um, uh, with, with this particular structure, it's because of a man-made dam, mm. and now now the the drought is so severe. I th- think I read it was something like um, eighty-eight feet that the water level has dropped. Oh wow! Yeah, it's really really bad. You know what? I missed my opportunity. Can I just can I go back and just give it a try? If you if you if you'll humor me for a second. Sure. Why not? Well, hello, everybody. Today is October 20th, 2015, and this is Getting Geeky with not Miranda Janelle because she died from the aliens. I'm Johnny Watchash. No, I died from the excitement over getting Star Wars tickets. If if the stream hadn't, or my connection to our streaming provider hadn't crapped out, uh, you would have heard my voice launch up into octaves that I don't normally hit and then start hyperventilating to the point that the cat had to actually do the had intro for me. Bag. Yes. <laughs> Just sit down in the corner. I was actually in first aid today, so I would know what to do. Fair enough. <laughs> what were it's... you in first aid for? 
just to learn first aid. I, it, oh, I it was to, it was an actual class. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have to re up every three. I I've been doing first aid every two to three years since I turned eighteen because every job I've ever had has required me to have first aid. So oh, just so, picture the big fat hairy smoky guy walking up to you, going, "Hi, folks. I'm Johnny White Trash. I'm here to save you." I just wish you weren't wearing your merit badge sash while you were doing, you know, I mean, to put something else on, not just the sash. I was actually watching a baseball game during the class. (laughs) Boy, did that get depressing fast. You know, there's only one thing I've watched all day, but we'll get to that a little bit. In, in a little bit, because if we start talking about the trailer, we're never going to talk about Back to the Future or Doctor Who. So let's start with Doctor Who. The latest episode. And, oh yeah. Arg! Fair warning! There'll be spoilers ahead, mateys! Mark. I have been waiting since Saturday night to talk to you about this one. That was a lot of fun. I I was like, wow, they really crammed this much in that short amount of time. Um, so who do you think this person is? Because the reveal of how she was cured, pretty much, you know, the doctor said she's pretty much immortal now. So, which is interesting because there's been so much speculation of who this person could be. And I'm holding out. I'm thinking, okay, if everyone says that it's River, grown up, well, when this is the, the origin of River, that makes uh, no sense. Yeah, well, we've already we got the origin, the origin of River. Of river. Yeah. I- I do have to laugh for a split second. Wait, 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 wait. Let's stay on that thought for one moment. We do know one thing for sure. The doctor lies. We've known that for a while, though. However, we did see River give all of her regeneration energy to the doctor in order to save him. And we also saw her go from Mel to River. So, nope, I'm right back to being good with that. I don't think that there's a way that the doctor could have lied out of that one. So, Johnny, you were about to make a point before I cut you off. Totally off canon, but you got to admit it's kind of funny that somebody from a show like Game of Thrones... Where everybody dies horrible and shitty deaths, comes to Doctor Who and becomes immortal. I I don't know why I didn't piece that together till right now. Yeah. But all of a sudden I'm sitting there going like, that's fucking funny. I don't care who you are. I was laughing when I watched it and, and the moment, like, she's dead. And I'm like, yeah, she's on Game of Thrones. Yeah. <laughs> it's only a matter of time. That's funny. Now... My favorite part of the episode was the fate of the sonic sunglasses. I'm very happy to see those go. 
I just, I haven't been a fan of them. And what they did with this episode, I, I think they did a good job of getting the doctor back to his core. You know, there, there's always a puzzle that he's trying to solve. And, you know, this particular doctor in, in this episode with, with, the way that he lost the so- the sonic sunglasses, you know, like I've got more technology, you know, and and this device that I've got on my face than you can even fathom, or whatever he says, and and the Viking just reaches over and pulls them off his face and breaks them. Like, ah, what a fitting end. <laughs> that I absolutely loved. I'm I'm sorry, I wasn't a fan of the sonic sunglasses. Uh, it's a neat idea. It's fun. I'm glad that they ran with it, but bring back the screwdriver. That's what I've been wanting to see, you know, ever since he took over. I want to see his screwdriver. But it also had a very key moment in the episode. Yes. And that... And I was happy they did it because it did address... How does he have his face? Well, he's been, you know, he... he he did have the moments, you know, where he questioned why this face and, and they cut back to those scenes yeah. where he was questioning why, why this face. To me, that was significant as Matt Smith's version. I'm the doctor run. Yes. And you realize the doctor is the scariest being in the, in the universe. That's something even years ago, I realized this is the scariest dude. He might be goofy. But you don't want to, you know, it's like, no, someone finally, you know, they figured that, they put that out there is that this is a scary person. You know, mm. that's why that moment there where he saves people, I was like, finally. And the cutscenes to the fires yeah. of Pompeii. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Just beautiful. I, I, I was fangasming. The entire time watching that episode. I just bought Star Wars tickets. Very good. Opening day. I'll probably have to work that night, so... <coughs> practicing already. Welcome to Canada. Nobody knows how to run the internet. Anyway, um... <laughs> <coughs> pardon me. No, the... The thing with the Doctor is... I've felt for a long time, even since watching Eccleston is they've all had that moment where like, like I remember Eccleston jumping up and today everybody lives. He was so happy about it. And, but they've all had these moments where it's just like, you know, run, right? Like I remember Matt Smith, like he was ready to get rid of pond right away in the, the starship on the back of the, space whale or whatever it was because of what they were doing. Like, you know, Mm -hmm. he kind of, to me, is the epitome of the road to hell is paved with good intentions. He goes out and he, he, in a perfect world, he would save everybody. I've seen him as David Tennant apologize to a Dalek when the Dalek realized he wasn't perfect and had to destroy himself. Like, there... There was a darkness in Tenet, especially those moments where he would just, he apologized. And it was just this, you know, as soon as he's like, oh, I'm so sorry. My skin would just go, oh, 
Like, like if I ever meet this guy and all of a sudden he just randomly apologized to me, I'm like, oh, I'm fucked. And even you, um, ta- you take his apology as as a sign that you're doomed. I mean, let's yes. not forget. Let's not forget the fact that because you're most that likely usually, to encan- yeah. encounter him in Canada, mm-hmm. where him apologizing wouldn't be all that. Yes. Yes. Um, another one. So let's uh, talk about that. Okay. What's going on, Johnny? Well, why, why, why are you being so judgmental about your life, everything that you've done? One, one apology, and you think you're going to die? Uh, no, 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 no. Ha- one apology from a certain source. <laughs> right? Like, I mean, look at Matt Smith's episode with the, the Dream Lord guy, where at the end he's like, oh, isn't that clear? It's me. What? You live 900 years, you'll build up some darkness in you, too. Like... <laughs> I've been having a <clears throat> sorry. I I just snapped into. Uh, um, I've been thinking about psychologists a lot recently, uh, mo- mostly because I've been writing uh, about psychologists' offices. So that's where that's where that went. You know, I I yeah I I went went somewhere mm-hmm. a moment ago. Anywho, uh, moving on. um okay now when it comes uh oh my gosh i am blanking on her name uh the character that macy williams played in in doctor who well the girl who died and the next episode is going to be the woman who lived and we are going to get to see more of her but if she's functionally immortal now and it's going to keep repairing her, does that mean that it's going that she's never going to age, or is she just going to be very, very slowly aging? I'm going to assume if there's any relation between what's happened to her and what happened to Captain Jack and with the quasi so reveal it it wasn't really a reveal as much as a do you think like they never fully concretely answered the question that face of Bo is Captain Jack. But if he is, then the aging process is so slow and it's a completely different kind of immortality than the doctor. Cause the doctor dies and comes back. Captain Jack would just not die. No, Captain Jack dies and comes, and back. comes back to life. Yeah, yeah. The doctor like doesn't actually it, the like it's not a regeneration, is what my point was. Right, it's, right. It's something different. And the regen, the regenerations. You know, it's it's a time lord trick. Yeah, I got to admit, the thing I like about this show um, that you don't get to see with many shows is just because of sheer length of it. Was there are a lot of essential um, time lord tricks, whatever you want to call it strictly based on the way they had to tell the story 40 years ago because this thing happened. And then it just became a thing. Like like the original doctor got sick. Mm-hmm. And that's where oh, yeah, regeneration well, we needed, came from. Yeah, yeah. We need a new doctor. Um, well, let's do it this way. And now that is 
so ingrained into the mythology, whereas the first three years it wasn't there. Or however long the first Doctor was to Doctor for. Mm-hmm. And... And it e- is a even, show. even even the TARDIS itself, uh, the chameleon circuit, yeah, wasn't an original concept. It was just this is this is what it is. And then they finally, just one day, they they decided to address it and came up with the chameleon circuit. Well, I re- and it was like the first doc, I, the earliest episodes I found to watch mentioned that that the. Chameleon circuit was broken. Was that in the first episode? I don't. I don't know if I found the first episode. I know I found old episodes, <laughs> and they run now, together. See, now a bit, now I'm actually starting to. Now I'm. Now I'm actually doubting that because I don't remember. But they did do I it. I have seen the first episode. They they did do it for budget reasons. Of course. Yeah. Like 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 they came up with like everything you know, everything about that uh, about. You know, Doctor Who in yeah. in sixty uh, three, yeah, and it worked. <laughs> like you know, like it. I, I think it's the te- like I think it's why TV writers don't get as much credit as they need to because of the things they have to deal with. Like you write a comic book, your character can live forever. You write a TV show and. Say one of your main character goes to jail for drugs in real life. You get one episode to write him off because that's how long he's out on bail. Because uh, that CSI that happened on, right? And there's so many things that the writers have to like, like they don't get to build the story they want. It's like, here's all the pieces you're allowed to have. Build the story. And the people who do Doctor Who and many other shows that have any kind of longevity figure out how to make those pieces into a story. Yeah. No, I mean, I think Doctor Who's the best at it. It's, it's certainly not an easy task. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> All right. Like, um, this whole chameleon circuit thing's bothering me now. I'm kind of stuck on that, so I, I think I, I need know to move I on. heard something about it. I I'm gonna have to go back and look at it too, because I can't remember if they dealt with it in the show or if they dealt with it in a documentary that I'm remembering. Or yeah, it, thing things are most definitely running together. But I remember with the whole fiftieth anniversary and and watching um all of the specials and actually going back and watching uh the first episodes um i just i I just don't remember when it came into play i want to say that that was something that they that they added after the fact though i think that is what anyway it that really doesn't matter that does does not matter whatsoever. It was a fantastic episode, um, and at least in in my opinion, it set the Doctor back on track. Um, it, it, it's it's a mid season it's a mid season episode. It's gearing up for yep. the finale already. I 
the first like when um Capaldi, that's his name, right? Yes. When he was revealed, I'm like, oh fuck. And I watched the first episode, I'm like, yeah, okay. And now I'm just like, I'm all about it. You know, are you guys like me where it's like, who's your favorite doctor? Well, if it's Tuesday, it's Smith. But if it's Wednesday and I remembered something from a tenant episode, it's tenant, or it's you know, back to my favorite doctor seems to change a lot because Johnny, I don't ask, think there's ask, a bad one. Ask me who my favorite doctor is. Who's your favorite doctor? Tenet. Ask me every single day of the week. I will tell you the exact same thing. It's yeah, always going to. Well, he does have amazing hair. <laughs> I love the scene in um, in the 50th anniversary uh, when he, when uh, 10 was described when they were describing 10 and 11, the one who regrets and the one who forgets. Yeah. What what I liked about that episode was they're like, again, a room of TV writers going, here's the people who are going to be in this episode. Make it work. And they did. I love that Billy Piper was back. And in the capacity that she was back, it, it, it was... Uh, oh, they did it. They nailed it. She looked yep. like she was having so much fun with that. Well, it almost reminded it. I almost wanted her to say, uh, I was sent back from the future to kill you because of your familiarity with my model. Like Did you, you say back to the future? I, think, no, I, I, I thought I could have sworn I heard back to the future. Back from the future. Back to the future. Yeah, no, tomorrow, no. tomorrow is October 21st, 2015. We still don't have a fucking hoverboard. They're announcing one tomorrow. <laughs> They've announced three of them already. I want yeah, a real And they kind of work. Okay, so it's not available for consumers yet, but... Uh, it but is... The simple fact that we can actually do something like that, you know, in of itself is amazing. Yes, you need a sheet of copper in which to... Uh, or I, at least a, said- as of right now. I, I even said when I heard about it that you had to have a whole skate park made out of this material. My first thought was we need to buy a skate park made out of this material and rent out hoverboards for 75 bucks an hour. Because if I knew of a place like that near me, I'd go. Yeah. Right. Fair enough. It's a solid business plan. Yeah. And, and I would be, You'll be in debt for the rest of your life. People I rode a hoverboard. Well, not a real hoverboard. And that would be my story but the whole time. it is a real hoverboard. Is it actually physically tethered to the ground? No. It's repelling itself above. Did the hoverboard in Back to the Future need copper sidewalks to hover? We don't know what the roads were lined with in 2015. In that the only 20, thing we know about a hoverboard is it doesn't float on water. Exactly. And water has a very low copper content. There you go. But doesn't that all get thrown out the window with the, oh shit, what was it, a pit bull? Also, I got... Doesn't he use it in the past anyway? Uh, Before the roads are lined with copper? (laughs) Maybe. Yeah. Oh yeah, he does. He uses it back in 1955. Right. Now... 
me and my wife had a Back to the Future moment today. Because she showed me a picture. It's been circulating, you know. Hey, uh, by tomorrow, we're all supposed to start dressing like this. Um, you know, had the picture of uh, Biff and his crew and what everybody was wearing, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, she's like, so, honey, are you going to start dressing like this? I said, no, honey, you're not reading that right. California people are supposed to dress like that in 2015. All I know is I'm going into work tomorrow with a colander on my head and my pockets pulled out. <laughs> And I'm also after work going over to the local theater and watching Back to the Future 2 in the theater for Back to the Future Day. Oh, now I have to go back here and check. Now, I also had a nice little surprise at work today. Huh. Got a delivery from Amazon. Yeah. It was a I collector's remember- edition set of Back to the Future. Yeah. I remember when it first came out and we were talking about it and I'm like, I already have the Blu-rays. Do I really need them again? Thank you. And thank you said then you pre-ordered them. And I, yeah, I, they just showed up today. I didn't remember ordering them. It was, you know, all of a sudden I've got this box in my office. It's an order from Amazon and I'm sitting here. I didn't order anything. What's this? I rip it open and it's the Back to the Future Collectors set. And the flux capacitor on the box lights up. They also got, like, I'm on their the Back to the Future mailing list that you sign up for when you take a picture with the DeLorean. And, uh... Mm, Uber is going to be offering DeLorean rides nice. tomorrow. Nice. That's cool. That's really cool. Um, we have a DeLorean dealership down here. My friend Jason has one. Hmm. Pretty sure he's going to be geeking out pretty hardcore tomorrow. <laughs> I just can't. I can't wait for tomorrow at 7 p.m. Because I'll be watching it on the big screen again. It's, uh, I don't know. I love love going to these events. I I do too. I just checked my local theater is not smart enough to fucking air it. How far do you have to go in order to see it? Oh. What about you, Mark? Do you got any options for, for seeing it tomorrow? I mean, I got the, I don't have the Blu-rays yet. Oh, I just watch it online, really. I mean, um, it's funny because I got to see screenings for all three of those movies. So I have very good memories of uh, seeing those, especially the first one, for the simple reason that we didn't know what the heck this was. We knew science fiction, comedy, you know, Zemeckis, well, we went in there open-eyed. We had no idea. That's why when the second movie came out, we're like, okay, where is this going? <laughs> it was like, what, you know, what, what's going on here? And 
it made sense, you know, the fact that they did it. And um, remember, like I said, there, there were some really good laughs, you know, that we remember, especially I didn't realize now it's like, yeah, here we are. Where is all this stuff? <laughs> uh, no, we didn't quite get it yet. <laughs> well, if they hadn't, you know, jumped around and jumbled up the timelines, maybe we would. But going, you know, going back to 1955 in the first place set us on a different arc. And then they come back and things are close enough. But no, then they got to go into the future to fix Marty's screwed up kids. Well, it's your kids, Marty. Yeah. And then let's see. Biff ends up going all the way back and screwing, you know, screwing up a timeline. Um, you know, just and and then let's see. From the future, Marty goes back to eighty-five to so, go get a doc that shouldn't even be there. To <clears throat> no, that goes back to eighty-five because, and then that's oh, sorry, the screwed I, up I, one with. With yeah, I thought we were charge, back in 1885. <laughs> and then has to go back to 1955 again to fix prior screw-ups. And then, I can't remember. Does he actually jump back to 1985 with it fixed? Well, except for the one thing. Or was it? Remember? Doc goes off. And then the little car. Special delivery for Marty McFly. In the, and I just see, I just can't remember if that was in 1985 was in or if that he was, was in, in 55. 85. That yeah. was 85. Oh, no. No, that was 55 because he had to go find Doc again and that's, wore those Western clothes to try right. drive through the drive Where Greedo, there's Doc in the square. And then Marty yeah, I just and, sent you back. <laughs> it was like one of those things that was like, and then the third one, and I told you, and the third one, because, boy, we were waiting for that one. And I told you that the poster ads in the New York City subway, what they did six months beforehand, these posters showed up. And at first, it was just a Western landscape. And we're like, what's <laughs> this? And then a month later, you see the front of a horse's head. And every month, you saw more and more came into – until finally it was them dragging the DeLorean. And I thought this is one of the best marketing campaigns because eventually we kind of figured out, okay, this has to be back to the future because the Bobby saw copyright universal studios. It was like, well, it's gotta be back to the future. But at first we were like nice landscape, but what's it for? You know, is this some artist, you know, Soho art project, like what Keith Haring did or, but it was really cool. Um, I'll tell you one thing that I remember. Everyone wanted hoverboards back then. When the second movie... Everyone, everyone wanted, still wants hoverboards. You, I know, you bring but, up Back to the Future too, and the fact that, that we are rapidly approaching October 21st, 2015. I mean, we were laughing at the $50 uh, Pepsis. That was... It was like... It was like... Yeah. Yeah, I want a pair of sneakers that can tie themselves. <laughs> now, did Nike I ever Mr. release Fusion. those? I know they yes. were working on them. I mean, like... I know that they made that, of some, but they, they never intended to actually market and sell them. Right, right. Like, But there, it's funny that 
as much as there are things that don't exist, there are things that came into existence simply because of that movie, you know, a la your Pepsi Perfect and Nike working on those uh, tie-up laces. And they have been working on hoverboards. Yeah, and there's been attempts at flying cars. I remember watching a special, oh, geez, 90s sometimes, because uh, they've been working on it for a while, and it's like, yeah, yeah, we think we can get these down to 160,000, and everybody's going to be flying them. And I I find it kind of funny. <laughs> Actually, to quote that song, I think it's kind of funny, I think it's kind of sad that instead of the Back to the Future flying cars, we're closer to Johnny Cabs from Total Recall. <laughs> Okay, yeah. You know, but yeah. I mean, you know, you deal with what you can, right? Like, I mean, if flying cars were profitable, there'd be flying cars. If they were practical and could be mass produced right, right now, right, yes. Yeah, um, yeah. like if, if, if... I'm more somebody- interested in the Mr. Fusion. Now... We do, we do have, I I was just, I I just heard about this yesterday um, on another show. Uh, I think it was the Daily Tech News show that I heard it, but there are actual, uh, the process is called plasma gasification and you take garbage and you put it into the in the uh, plasma, and it superheats it and separates it down to its core molecules uh, or atoms, which you can turn and burn for energy. And the efficiency of these devices is uh, it's increasing, and it may be. It's looking like a promising uh, uh, power source. Uh, it's kind of like a Mr. Fusion. It's it's the same idea. Garbage goes in, energy comes out. So, and and I was actually disappointed when I was hearing this this story yesterday. Not one person said Mr. Fusion. The process that they described. I, I mean. Trash goes in, plasma breaks it down, <laughs> you separate the elements and burn out the ones that that uh, that you can safely burn. Um, another thing I was hearing about the, the technology is it, it can actually separate out uh, radiological uh, or radioactive radiological radioactive uh, material. And trap it for safe disposal as well. I mean, it's just the the process is called plasma gasification. I, I'm not a hundred percent on it. It's just something I heard uh, very briefly yesterday. But but it, it is uh, one of those things that that uh, Back to the Future Two got right.
for the most part. Yeah, it's just not something that's available in our homes. But I welcome the day where where you pay your your utility bill by taking out the trash. Not a bad idea. It's true. All right. Does anyone have anything else for Back to the Future 2? <coughs> I solved it. How he could go back in time by being struck by lightning, by being stationary. In the very first one, he was spinning his tires with the e-brake on and he wasn't moving, but it was still registering speed. That could tell us that it's actually more tied into how hot the engine is revving because the tires were folded up underneath and they weren't spinning. So when it was converted to a hover DeLorean, he would not need to go 88 miles per hour to travel through time by being struck by lightning. I thought I already explained this. It's just the flux capacitor that needs to be traveling at 88 miles per hour or greater. did not do a good enough job for me. Okay, fair enough. But it's just the flux capacitor, so, you know, just one momentary blip. Um, But But it doesn't need to be traveling. Because, remember, the gauge was going up with the miles per hour, but it was stationary. The very first time they time traveled. That's not how it works. It's good enough for me. Fair. I'm glad you're ne- happy. Next time somebody says they can't go back, I can say, listen. Yeah, they can, and here's why. Okay. No. Good enough. I got something I want to play. I'm time sure you guys will play, recognize uh, it. Game. Not a game. Who are you? I'm no one.
I still get goosebumps every time I watch that. Yeah, that was a good one. Did you watch Monday Night Football as well? No. Not me either. <laughs> How about you, Mark? Were you watching the game? What game? Exactly. Yeah. I know they're like... Uh, I was keeping tabs on the Mets, but, you know, that's a different... Uh... Oh, is that still going on? Nope. Mets won. Wait, so are the Cubs out? Nope. Okay, I didn't think... Uh, they were game two last night, right? It's game three tonight. Okay. I don't know. I kind of stopped paying attention. I wonder why. Yeah, but boy, I... Don't don't worry. I'm one game from not paying attention. I I really thought the Dodgers were going to stop them. I really... I I was shocked. I was like, wow. Okay. Maybe, you know... And believe me, I have so many friends who are Chicago fans. And I would love to see Chicago finally get its due, but no. (laughs) Sorry. Well, but that was also one of the things that was predicted in Back to the Future, too. So. But so was Jaws 19 and $4 million cars. I really see that as, uh, well, okay, $4 million cars. I'm pretty sure those exist. Um and I've always taken Jaws 19 to to be um, more of a prediction of uh, 3D movies. Holographic movies. Which we're not far off from. You still need headwear to see them, but they're... Only on one of my shows could we play a Star Wars trailer and then go right back to talking about Back to the future. Yeah. Back to the future. Yeah. I, I don't want to spoil uh, my podcast. The, the love theme. Oh my god. The, yeah, Han and uh, just the very moment where you hear, uh, you know, Han and Leia's theme, and it's when you're seeing the freaking Millennium Falcon come flying through, and then and Han's talking and passing on, you know, like explaining things to so, the younger generation. So, someone, what did I read? That. Han, who was always so cynical, didn't believe. But once he's all in, it's especially the way he delivers that line. It's all it's, true. It's all true. You know, it's hokey like, religions and ancient weapons are no match for a blaster at your side, kid. This is one of the things that I remember. I I think I mentioned it. That wow, what they did is faded into legend. I like this approach. That it's just stories. No one knows really what well, happens. And I, I, and I, I was... I, I really like this approach. I'm like, okay. Well, and, we, we were talking about it last night, and the other thing, too, is like, in the original trilogy, there were kind of traces of that, you know, with, you know, like, what, what you know, backhanded comments to Vader about his religion and, you know, stuff like that. Like, you could, you could already see it starting to leave, and... If Luke was the last one left and took off, it would all be legend. Well, but it's more—it's more than that. At this point, the the rebellion would have fallen into legend status as well, because at, at least with what what we're seeing, it looks like the Empire is still uh, extremely powerful. <laughs> Well, that's the thing I'm the most curious about. Well, like, yeah, the 
the one thing I actually liked about the prequels was watching the <clears throat> Empire, or well, the watching the Republic the, transform into the Empire. Yes, yes, watching the you know the Republic, which stands for good, become right, and now I'm kind of like, where are we in this landscape? Because clearly they're like, time has passed. You know, we're not picking up where the last one left off. So it's like, um, what, what's the black guy's name? I can't remember. Lando. Lando? Oh, no, the Which new black one? guy. Finn. Finn. Um, you know, watching Finn see me, well, he, we, we saw him fight for what looked like both sides in that trailer. Who knows if we're seeing it in the right order or why we're seeing it. I have, you know, a, I have, a, I have a theory as, as to what happened. We saw the TIE fighter just mysteriously be shot out of space and go crashing into the, the planet. And we've seen that TIE fighter, you know, the, the wreckage. Um, so the the theory would go that that was Finn's TIE fighter, but that it was also the same TIE fighter that was chasing the Millennium Falcon, and his mission was to stop them. And the Star Destroyer, because he failed his mission, the Star Destroyer shot him down, and that's what causes his own internal conflict. He's been betrayed by... Yeah. Yeah. He 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 was raised with one, you know, with one purpose, you know, to to be a stormtrooper and to serve the empire. And now they've turned on him. Could be. And I think it's because he was the one pursuing the Millennium Falcon and failed. Or but he's just not a, a tie fighter pilot. I mean, the, the do you remember in the first teaser you saw him, his point of view, mm-hmm. with the other stormtroopers on the troop carrier. What looks like a mission gone very wrong. And he's like the only survivor. Yeah. That's what I, I'm thinking. I think we're seeing some editing here. We're seeing something. We might be seeing two separate things edited together that we think are linear. Yeah. I, I, don't, think, I don't think they are. Well... The Rebellion, or whatever the that force is called, if it's still the Rebellion or something else. Also, once you get into that kind of phase, their offspring would also be raised for only one purpose. And, I mean, I'm not saying he's not a protagonist. I saw him with a blue lightsaber. He's a good guy. But his Stormtrooper stuff could be, you know, spy mission infiltrating type stuff. Now, I'm not willing to bet mother, mother, I'm not willing to bet money and either way. Um, myself, I want to keep a very open mind to this because I think, I think with how long we've waited for a movie and who's in charge of it, I think we're going to just see some shit just blow our minds. I think there's going to be things you don't expect. I'm, I think there's going to, I don't think that anybody who anybody who walks out of this movie saying, yeah, I saw the whole thing coming is full of shit. Yeah. You're going to see some twists. There's some shit you don't expect, I think. 
I was having fun with that theory. Thanks, Mark. You had to go point out the logical uh, dummy. He's a stormtrooper. <laughs> I'm wrong with this. Maybe no, because I've always assumed that that was Captain Phasma's uh, Tie Fighter. But there was just something about there. There was something about um, this trailer that put that thought in my head. You know, what if Finn was the actual pilot? But Again, we don't really know much about the the universe. Um, Who's the other pilot? You know, what, what, what are we at right now? Uh, 38 ABY, I think. Sounds right. Cause, I have no yeah. idea what you just said. 38, uh, 38 ABY after the Battle of Yavin. Which one was Yavin? The original. Uh, Yavin was the planet that that uh, the Death Star, the original Death Star, was orbiting okay. and about to dis- destroy. Okay. So. Which brings me to the poster. What the hell is that big friggin'? You know, it's like great. We get another Death Star, a super Death Star now, and that's why I'm like. Hmm. I heard something about Starkiller. Oh, that'd be even better. Which wasn't... I haven't read it, but isn't... Because I don't have issue two yet, and so I haven't read... I haven't even read any of them. But uh, I have one... I have issue one and issues three through eight of the Star Wars... And wasn't Starkiller the original Skywalker name? Yeah, I think so. I heard someone bring that up as a, a possible... It was probably Kevin Smith. Probably. <laughs> I'm just sitting here trying to, like, where did I hear that? I know, I, I know I've heard this. So everything I'm... This is... I'm not having an original thought. I've heard this before. And it was probably no. Kevin Smith. You're but. reading the comics. Uh, God, don't you hate when like you want to ask somebody a question about where they're at because you heard about this thing, and it's like, what if, what if Miranda hasn't heard about this thing, and I'm spoiling shit. Um, which comics? The current run. Current run. Okay, I have not read October's issues, and um, I am waiting on the final issue. Uh, I'm waiting on Lando number five before I start reading Lando, but I've read, okay, I, I've read Star Wars one through nine, Darth Vader one through nine and Princess Leia one through five. Okay. I think, I think you should be, cause this came out a few, um, months ago, the whole, um, Han Solo's wife reveal. Yes. Now the question I have, because the first thing I thought of when people started throwing out fan theories for some reason, I'm like, well, if Han Solo had another wife who was darker of skin, maybe the kid who's darker of skin is actually his from a previous marriage. I mean, I, I haven't read the comics. So I, all I know is that there's this scene where it shows up. Um, 
it may have been resolved in the October issue. That I'm not sure. All right. But as, as of yet, on having as, another as, wife as of, thing. As of issue number nine, I believe it was first brought up in issue number eight. And there was a little bit more about it in issue number nine. Um, but it has not resolved itself yet. Oh, okay. I'm, I'm curious about that. What's that, Mark? No, I'm, looking at, I'm looking at the Internet Movie Database. I'm looking at the cast for, for Force Awakens. Some interesting people on here. Warwick Davis? Mm-hmm. Willow? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Interesting. So... Well, Kenny Baker is playing R2. So, gee, what could Warwick be playing here? And it doesn't say any... This is what's interesting. It's like, Warwick Davis, there's a blank. Max von Sydow, blank. You know, mm-hmm. it's like... But down here, Christopher Ang, Ewok, Green. Interesting. Oh, I hope so it's Wicket. I hope it's. I, I hope he's playing Wicket. Interesting if the if they're somehow involved in this. But Simon Pegg, not they're not saying what he's playing. Billy Lord, they're not saying. Well, we've seen Simon Pegg in behind the scenes. Yeah. Um, but still. Yeah, I'm really wow. curious about Max von Sydow. Uh, <sighs> Excuse me. Um, okay, so back to the trailer. Uh, we already covered, you know, Han... Uh, Han and, and the princess, the 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 love theme uh, playing in that shot gives me goosebumps every single every single time I watch it. Uh, the other thing I like is uh, shortly after that you start hearing um, what I'll call the the rebel theme, um, but it seems to it, it it's got that strong drum beat in the back and it's kind of reminiscent of the imperial march too it's kind of a nice little fusion piece yeah i love love what they did with the music uh in this trailer and then we haven't seen you know luke was present in the trailer but we really haven't been seeing too much of luke you think you know, everyone yeah, thinks that we th- yeah, okay. against R2. It's like, yeah, that's that's got to be Luke. I mean, it's, it's like, but the, I just love the fact, like I said, I love the fact that there's a lack of Luke in there. Mm-hmm. And it even makes on the poster, the um, final release poster, there's no Luke. And I'm like, hmm. But then well, also with the, in, in this trailer, the final music cue is a little bit of Luke's theme. Yep. Oh yeah, yeah. Luke's going to be there. Of course. We are, well but, that we already know. It's just but, that the the intentionally leaving him out. You know, they 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 are full on messing with us. I don't think Luke is going to be in this movie near as much as anybody wants him to. Remember, I there's think, two more movies. 
Yeah. Well, not just that. Like, I think his scenes will probably be the most, well, maybe not the most, but very impactful scenes. And I think there's going to be fewer of them because I think, I think what they're setting up is more of a, uh, off in the shadows, um, watcher, protector. I don't know how to say it, but like, uh, He's fulfilling uh, the role that Ben Kenobi fulfilled for him. That, that was going to be my my reference was kind of you know the way that Ben was was with him and even the way that Yoda was like off on this other planet, just away from everything. I almost think that he must have had to hit a point in between the last movie and this movie where. Uh, of course, by last movie, I mean in chronological order, not release order. Um, that he had to leave to find solace over something. Because, I mean, like, you know, you find out who your dad is. And then, spoilers, Darth Vader is Luke Skywalker's dad. I don't think that's something you need to say spoilers on. Oh, sorry. I uh, thought you were reaching show. for the button. <laughs> that's fine. <coughs> but yeah, I'm very curious what Luke's going to be in this first movie anyway, because I think I I kind of like the way that it seems like we're going to meet a bunch of new characters and the old characters are going to be more of in the background like Let me tell you, Junior, here's what you need to know. I've given you what you need. Now go do it. But who is Ray? That's, you know, they open the trailer with asking, you know, she's being, you know, who are you? And she says Um, she's no one. But then. She could be. She could be on where. Just having fun spitballing. She could be the only one who knows where Luke is. Or knows who he is. You know, she could be to Luke what Luke was to Ben. To, you know, old Ben back in the original ones. Unless she's Luke's daughter. That's exactly what I was thinking, Mark. That's exactly what I was thinking. And now here's the thing. I'm not even talking about what I think is going to happen. I'm talking about flat out what I want to see. I want to see a Luke Skywalker who went full Jedi, including no love, no woman, no children, but found a Padawan. I, I I want her to be a Padawan and not a daughter. Myself. I don't know why. I just like the idea better. Well, but if you go into the extended universe, you, know, you in, in the extended universe, he has kids. Um, and I can't but, believe I have to ask this because this is the way Star Wars work now. In the extended, is this the canon extended universe? No, the extended universe is not canon. Okay. Oh, I got it. Do you say canon or you say extended? Ah, learning something. But assuming Luke can communicate with Ben, and you know that part of the Force that he could, you know, he talked to dead people, 
And it's funny because at the end of Jedi, I distinctly remember him with Yoda and his dad. Mm-hmm. And you figure that at some point he's going to sit down. And- Christensen. Come on, Whatever. Johnny. You'd figure at some point he's going to meditate and communicate with these spirits. And they're going to tell him, okay, this is what happened. Okay, so he's going to have a little background information and probably some counsel. This is what needs to be done. Yeah, we, we, we know that you know he will be able he, – he can most definitely commune, uh, commune with Yoda, with uh, Obi-Wan, with, with Anakin as well. But let's not forget Qui-Gon's out there. Qui-Gon was the one who... No. Hold on. Making a point here. Qui-Gon was the one who originally... um, I don't know if developed... um, He he was the one who who brought it to the attention of, of Yoda. Now... There's four confirmed Jedi Masters that Luke would be able to uh, commune with. Who knows if he'll actually, you know, if Qui-Gon would play into it, but would Mace, you know, would Mace Windu um, have achieved? Well, he's tired of all these motherfucking Sith. Sorry, had to do it. That's the thing. We didn't know if Mace Windu really died. Even Sam has said that. You just saw him go out the window. Mm-hmm. Well, the guy who played Darth Maul said the same thing. But Darth Maul did come back in in uh, the animated series. In, See, that, in, that's uh, interesting. In, in, in the Clone Wars. Now, unfortunately, Clone Wars has... Hold on, Johnny. Unfortunately, Clone Wars has been relegated to Legends status. So it's no longer uh, canon. But you, you, you mentioned some people that he could telepath with, whatever you want to say, communicate with beyond the dead. <laughs> and one of those people is his dad who turned to the dark side out of love for his wife. Like that, that was to me the most interesting part of the prequels was even though he was manipulated, the whole reason he turned to the dark side was to ultimately – help her. Mm-hmm. And so if you've got, you know, you could have a dad saying, son, don't do what I did. Don't fall in love. You're a Jedi. You have too much responsibility. You can't do that. Again, I'm just pushing the plot to do what I want it to do. I, I don't know why I don't want Luke to have kids, but I do not. But in the second teaser trailer, we did have Luke talking and saying, you know, the force is strong in my family. My father has it. I have it. My sister. And you have that power, too. We don't know who he's talking about. No, we don't um, know. Or who he's talking to. Um, I think it's a reasonable... Well, there. Okay, there's the. 
We're not going to know until, or at least I'm not going to know until uh, December 17th at 11.45 p.m. Um, I'm not going to know anything for sure. <laughs> what are you pointing Shit, at, Johnny? I think you're going to watch it before me. Well, time zones. So yeah, I know I know I picked seven o'clock, but I think I got seven o'clock on the eighteenth. Seven o'clock 17th. was was an option on the seventeenth, um, but that was in three D. Oh fuck! Did I buy three D? <laughs> You got to pay attention when you're buying tickets. God, I'll fucking cry. Uh, The only tickets I could get were in the front row, but at this theater, it's not really going to matter. It's fucking 3D. Aw. Johnny's going to go see a movie in 3D. Now there's a topic for your show tonight. My show tonight? I don't know. You said that you wanted to say, yeah, you're doing a show after this, didn't you know? Oh, no, no. I, I've i already done a show about this topic. Oh, well. But it comes out tomorrow. Okay, fair enough. And you'll, you'll, you'll probably have something to say to me about it after that. Uh, well, you clearly don't want Luke Skywalker to have any kids. You know, you... you no. you No nookie for Luke. Um, but, Okay. Let's let's go on to other points in in the trailer. Um, but I will be home from seeing it before you even go. Okay, good so for you. So here's here's what I'm going good to do. Good for you. Do. We're talking about the trailer. We're not talking about what you're doing that night. Jesus! I was just gonna say I'm not even gonna fucking talk to you till you've seen it. Because I'll well, give something away. It's not like I'm gonna be paying attention to anything that night. <sighs> I'm going, I'm, I'm, you know, well, frankly, the seats are already reserved in the whole nine yards. So uh, I, I will, I will be holed up uh, here in the apartment, completely decked out in, in every piece of Star Wars gear that I have, um, trying to decide which of my many outfits I should wear. Um, but I'm pretty sure I'm going to be wearing exactly what I'm wearing right now. Uh, classic 77 shirt. Um, yeah, I forget the name of the style. I just call it my hockey shirt because it's got the little things on the sleeve that I've seen on hockey jerseys. Um, but anywho, I'm going to be here in the apartment, uh, watching every trailer back to back to back like 15 times, getting myself completely and totally psyched up for this. So I'm not going to be paying attention to Twitter or answering text messages unless they're from Marianne or my brother, because uh, both of them will be uh, joining us. Um, and yeah, beyond that, no ex- no external communication. Not happening. So you won't have any opportunity to spoil it. <coughs> Part of me was thinking of tweeting out a bunch of false spoilers. <laughs> you know, like, like, go see it and be like, oh, sorry, guys, Luke dies in the first two minutes. Yeah. Have fun with that. 
Uh, I'm supposed to ask if you're taking the lightsaber. Um, I think uh, the real answer to that is, why wouldn't you? Well, it's the cats. Oh, that's why he said the light. Oh, sorry, it was a private message. I shouldn't out him. It was very clear who asked it. Anyhow, let's go back to the trailer. Um, Kylo Ren. Any thought? Any thoughts about uh, the little montage with uh, uh, Kylo Ren Ta- uh, speaking to to Darth Vader's mask? Okay. Um, yes. <laughs> yes. Many thoughts about that. Number one being fan or uh, fan's not the right word, but disciple or is there a deeper connection there? I don't know. Maybe Kylo Ren is one of Luke's kids. You ever no, consider that, that Johnny? Because Luke didn't have any kids. Yeah. But now that you've put this idea into my head of Luke having a good kid and a bad kid I might want to rethink how I feel about Luke having kids that would certainly be interesting but I don't I, I don't personally want that to be the case that's that's uh, although what if there were twins that's never been done in this universe that's true um, <laughs> <laughs> okay now um, I gotta ask I have the trailer up Okay. No, you said Kylo Ren. Sorry. I'm jumping around. Okay. My favorite part of uh, that scene, you know, wasn't actually with the mask. It was uh, in the cut scene leading right up to the, the moment that makes me squee every single time when, when I hear the music and see the Millennium Falcon. Right before that, you see Kylo Ren with Poe Dameron. And whatever he's doing to torture him, the the, the look oh, on the face. Okay, that's who I was going to ask about. Who the fuck is that? It's Kylo Ren. Or no. Poe Dameron. He's the, the X-Wing pilot uh, from the previous trailers that, that you know, you've yeah. seen. Why didn't I notice him before? Because all of a sudden I'm sitting there going like, okay, who the fuck is this guy and what are they doing to him? Well... Yeah, what 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 is being done to him? Is, is he force sensitive? Is he going to fall? At uh, what point does he take over BB-8 from Ren? Because you know we've seen BB-8 with Ren, with Ren, with Ray, um, you know, or with Ray and Finn as well. Um, but then we've also seen BB-8 in the back of uh, Poe's X-Wing. You know, so at what point does he take over BB-8? Um, how does R2 actually fit in all of this? Because we haven't seen too much of R2 I- either. And, and, and there really is the theory that all of Star Wars is actually the story of R2-D2 and C-3PO. Makes sense. And everyone else are just characters that go along with it. And what's up with C-3PO's right arm? Now, I don't know. There's a red, you know, there, there's a red slide on uh, the TIE fighter that's crashing. It has, has C-3PO been uh, co-opted by the Empire? 
These well, I mean, are, he was built by Darth Vader. These are the important questions that, that keep me up at night. The thing I noticed rewatching the trailer is um, the guy's name we just brought up, the X-Wing pilot. I'm po, terrible po with Dameron. names. Poe Dameron. His little interaction with Finn? Is that where you're going? No, just they happen to have narration over, over, over it about uh, Jedi just when they showed his face. And I'm like, wait a minute. Yeah, it's possible. I, well, we don't know any of this. I know. We're only I, seeing, you know, they, they have very carefully edited all of this together. Um, and I have no doubt that they are consulting with psychologists. Um, every trailer leads to more questions than answers. Isn't that kind of the mark of... It's marketing I'm not used to seeing anymore. Like good marketing? Yeah. There's plenty of good marketing. I know there is. It's not, marketing hasn't been the issue. It's the the building of the hype and then you actually finally go see what it is that, you know, the movie that's being hyped and and you've built it up so much in in your mind uh that you've created impossible expectations. Well, more of what and I'm speaking of specifically is, you know, they'll come out with a teaser for big blockbuster movie. And it seems like every trailer for the bigger blockbuster movies gives more and more of the movie away. Um, a la Terminator 5 or most of Marvel stuff. This one... I don't, I don't know how, like you said, they're, they're fucking psychologists the way they've showed us more, but somehow showed us less. They've added a little bit of context. I mean, we, we, we've seen uh, Kylo Ren spark up the, um, the lightsaber with the additional two uh, outlets on it. Uh, we've been seeing that, that thing in action through this trailer. I might not be as against the two little things out the side. It, it does look pretty. Yeah, badass. we we got to see even more of that lightsaber, uh, you know. And we previously saw Finn uh, light up the lightsaber, but we actually got to see the first moments of that battle and 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 seeing. Finn starts so confident and strong, you know, holding holding the lightsaber up, and then Kylo Ren starts to come at him, and he steps back. He looks scared. Yeah, I, I was about to say you're, you're saying confident. I'm like, I saw fear, but yes, I'm. Well, no, yeah, it starts. Like, it, it starts yeah. with confidence, and then you know, as Kylo Ren approaches, and it it's clear who, at least at the start of that fight, is dominating. Right. And that and that's not even skill. That's just the pure psychological factor. Like that that's just purely I don't know how to say it different. Fair enough. Like um, like without seeing them actually fight, we're just seeing their demeanor. Yeah. I want to see more of Captain Phasma. Yes. We have not seen enough of her. Yes. 
<sighs> now this is the last trailer, right? Uh, well, this is this is the first official trailer. Everything else, uh, the prior two oh. are teasers, and this trailer had teasers for the trailer. That's one of the things that's really blowing my mind. You know, we had those two little teasers this weekend. I missed them. Oh. Yeah, sorry. sorry. Okay. And now that I've seen the trailer, going back and watching them would be anticlimactic. Not really. I mean, they're two short little, like, 15-second clips. One focuses on Finn. The other focuses on Rey. Um now, yeah, I I have more questions than I have I don't answers. know what the hell is going on tonight. I I can't get to Gabnet Central. Um, tune in dropped multiple times. I this is just all screwed up. <laughs> can, can yeah. Talk about anyway, it? tech issues killing killing the host mood this sucks tonight was supposed to be you know awesome super happy because back to the future doctor who uh star wars trailer oh my god i can barely contain myself (sighs) sorry what you watch gotham yet i have not watched gotham yet (sighs) i've only seen part of it and fell asleep well but since you're like the only other person who watches it with me I think we're going to have to talk more about Gotham. <laughs> we'll, we'll get back together after yeah. we both watch. Well, I'll watch Gotham right after uh, right after we sign off. Um, I'll watch it tomorrow. But yeah. <laughs> I, got a, I, got a, I got an ultrasound in the morning. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Well, Still, it just feels weird to say. Oh, they're going back and looking if any more stones came back. Now, does it does it feel weird to say because you're used to ultrasounds being pregnancy? Yeah, yeah. I, they get used for a lot more than that. Yes, but I'm young and I don't go to the doctor. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm not. I'm not. I don't. I don't know. It just sounds weird to say because it's something I didn't expect I would say. All that's right. all. That's all. Nothing wrong with it. All right. Let's see. Um, let's go back to the trailer and end it on a high note. Uh, Mark, you've been quiet for a little bit. We don't have to wait that long. It's less than two months. You know, we got the new James Bond and then Force Awakens. I am happy. Yes, I am. Ah, uh, the new drink. And you know what? I know you guys are, you know, 3D IMAX. I don't care about that. I, 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 I would just be happy the way I saw it, as long as it's on a big screen. It doesn't have to be 3D. I'm not going to lie to you. If they gave me the option to, like, pay 50 bucks to watch this on my TV at home the night it came out, I would do it. No, I want to see it with a crowd. I mean, I wish I could see it opening day. It ain't happening. But that's okay. It's like, you know what? Other people can have this experience now. I've had that experience six times. So 
you know, if someone else, let someone else who's never experienced that before. So I'm, I'm kind of happy about that. You know, it's funny because as I grew older, as a Star Wars fan, there were people who were starting to get into it who weren't even born in 77. <laughs> so you kind of missed out on that, guys. You know, and it's like... Uh, and- for those of you playing the home edition, Johnny and I both raised our hands. <laughs> and like I said... I had my best friend, one of my best friends from high school. We took off that day. And all because this friend of mine, David Washburn, in 1976, gave me the paperback version, The Star Wars by George Lucas, soon to be a major motion picture. And I figured if they can do half of what's in this book, it's going to be amazing. And we thought, oh, my God, the lines are going to be off the block. No, we walked right into the Lowe's Astor Plaza. Little did I know, the night before, that's when they did their screening, the critic screening. And my best friend, Chris, the one who passed away, mm-hmm. well, he was working for a magazine. He came up from Pittsburgh to see that screening. So, and everyone in the screening was stunned. They never saw, well, we walked in there. Now, there's a story because that first day, first show at the Lowe's Astor Plaza, there weren't many people in the theater, and we were sitting down in the front row. Why? Because in the novelization, it pretty much describes the Death Star Trench. And I was like, I want to see that down front. Well, the thing that got me was that there weren't many people in the theater. Now, if you want to see something interesting, when... Episode when Sam Jackson was in the prequels, there's an interview with David Letterman where he claims he was there at the Lowe's Astor Plaza first day, first show. And I'm like, really? <laughs> and like I said, it's like there weren't many of us in that theater. All I know is that when we left that theater, now we. We wanted to stay a second. We wanted to watch it again. And we couldn't. But when we got out of line, we're starting to form. When we go, when I got home that night, it was all on the news. The word got out. It's like, you have to see, drop what you're doing, go and see this movie. And like I said, I wish you guys could have experienced that because it, it was really, in my lifetime, that was the game changer movie. On that. I mean, yeah, there were other movies, you know, Planet of the Apes, 2001. But that's the one that I, you, there was a real, co- you know, seismic shift in things that affected, you know, literally affected entertainment. So that's why I kind of wish, yeah, you know, that's why it's not a big deal that I go see the first day, first show. You know, that that's why. I just hope the movie doesn't suck. I don't think it will, because if it did, I think Mr. Pegg would have been the first person to to scream about it. Despite the fact he's he's good friends with uh, Abrams. But I think they're all on the same page with this. 
I'm a big fan of Kevin Smith. That's no secret whatsoever. And he talks about episode seven every opportunity mm-hmm. he gets. And the stories that he tells. Um you know, he was I, I was I, I think it was Jay and Silent Bob Get Old. Uh he was telling a story I hadn't heard him tell yet. And it was about seeing uh, the movie being filmed yeah. Uh, and the eight different monitors that J.J. Abrams was working off of. And, and without giving any plot spoilers or anything, he basically tells the story and takes you there. I got so wrapped up in it uh, when he started talking about how go, you know going going from uh seeing how the the director um it, just how serious uh JJ Abrams is taking everything and 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 how uh how he's getting to play the ultimate game of Star Wars and actually create one of the movies and the tech involved uh, in in doing so, and then transitioning into the story about him uh, actually going and seeing the Millennium Falcon on stage M, and 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 walking up uh, the ramp, and and just with every step, you know, years of his life melting away to the point where uh, he, he's back to being a little kid, and he's standing on the Millennium Falcon sobbing because he can't believe. Uh, that he said, like in, in that moment, I I was driving into work this morning when I was listening to that, and and just hearing that, I was getting worked up myself. Yeah, like I said, it's. It, it, I, I I really don't think that we have anything to worry about. I, it's yeah, you know, my trusted source is signing off on it. I'm, and and. It's J.J. Abrams. I freaking love this guy. You know, it, it, I'm not worried at all. At all. I'm just excited. That's all it boils down to. I'm excited as hell. I'm not worried about it sucking either. If there- for no other reason than the prequels took years before they sucked. Um. Yeah, I'm not gonna attack the, the, the prequels. <laughs> just, just no. <coughs> Although I did see a funny uh, uh, graphic. Um, it was uh, Han Solo with uh, Finn and Ray, and he's like, "It's true, all of it." And 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 then on the graphic, even the part where Greedo shoots first. Get out. <laughs> Alrighty. Uh, hey, it looks like uh, uh, I've, I've got a hero coming to, to my rescue. I don't have to keep talking until um, until the tech issues go away. <laughs> we, uh, we, did, we did cross uh, uh, the threshold about 15 minutes ago, so I... Johnny, Mark, thank you so much for hanging out with me tonight. 
Uh, as always, it's been a pleasure. Thank you. It was fun. All right. You guys have a good night. All righty. There they go. Oh, these tech issues. What are we going to do with them? No, I don't want to quit that. I'm just trying to close. Grr, grr, <laughs> Or no, it's grr, arg. There it is. Uh, but that's still not bad robot. Which one? Which one was grr, arg? Is that Joss Whedon's? I don't remember. I think I I think that was Joss Joss Whedon's, but bad robot is uh jj abrams there we go hi yay Alrighty, i'm i really don't have anything else uh i should just hit the button Alrighty, that's gonna do it for our broadcast day uh we will be back tomorrow with uh three new panels for you starting at 9 30 p.m eastern with damian chaplin and the exchange at 10 p.m. Eastern, we've got Alex Bennett's Ramble. And at midnight Eastern, 9 p.m. Pacific, the penultimate Revelstoke Gyms Canadian content. Remember to use uh, your Vulcan hashtags. And beware the stubby toed bitch. Shout out to Megan. I'll be back next Tuesday at midnight Eastern here on Gabnet. A tune in partner. Thanks for joining me.